0: I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through
1: the open. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. This is Emily McManus calling in from Nashville. And
0: this is Peyton Smith calling in from LA. And we're very excited. We have a wonderful guest this episode. We've got a guest, everybody. I'll tee it up. (laughs) She's a friend of mine.
1: Uh, Her name's Emily Earle. She is a Nashville singer and songwriter. She comes from a musical family. She's married to a musical man, and she's going to talk all about her life, her journey of getting here, and kind of what it's like navigating the, the unknown of the artistic world. So welcome, Em.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you for doing this with us. This
2: is so fun. I love listening to y'all's podcast.
1: We were doing photos the other day. You said that and it made, I don't know, to me, people still don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) I'm just like, when you say you hear it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's so
0: nice. (laughs) So nice. So sweet. We're really excited to talk to you too. And I feel like if you've, it sounds like you have listened to some, but it's, it's, we kind of, love talking about all the things, whether it's life stuff or pop culture updates or whatnot. So um we're excited to dive in and talk to you more.
2: I love that. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. So Em, can you give us just like a little two no, not even two 30 second kind of rundown of who you are, where you're from, you know, you come from a musical family, where you're at currently, and just introduce yourself.
2: Okay. (laughs) Um, I grew up mostly in Texas, Lubbock, Texas, McAllen, Texas, and then we moved to Colorado for high school. I went to Berkeley and Boston for college, applied for an internship, was supposed to end up in Nashville. Accidentally, the internship ended up being in New York, so I turned my U-Haul around and went to New York City. I was in New York for a little bit, interning, and then paid my bills playing music in the subways um I like ended up with like a spot that became mine which was awesome and I made a pretty good living honestly and then that turned into um someone from The Voice hearing me and saying hey can you be on the show which like right after that turned into like or I guess it was right before that I got offered a job at Warner and then I also had a tour pop up and someone asked me to come sing on a tour and kind of work on it for seven months and they said you got to kind of pick what side of this industry you're on so that's when I kind of was like For sure going to be on the performing writing side did the voice did that tour ended up in nashville writing and stuff and just did have done the whole nashville game the last probably eight nine years
1: wow i I did not know any of that i really yes i didn't know about the voice i didn't know about new york what was the internship first
2: the internship like what was it or when was it sorry what It was um, PR. So I was like working for Andrew Steinthal, who at the time worked at Warner for PR. And then I was just one of those weirdos that like loved school. And I graduated a year early because I couldn't afford the last year. So I like moved all my credits around to be done. So I was like very much though still in like that hustle mindset. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of ended up interning for everyone in the office, mostly like the radio team, the PR team, and the some other team while I was there.
1: That's awesome.
3: Wow.
2: I always,
1: I always think that that's such that you had the foresight to think that way because in a way you're setting yourself up because you now know how all of those different avenues work for your own career.
2: It was great and it was also terrifying because I didn't study all that in school, so I made like the one big error you're not supposed to make and they tell you not to make on day one, and I did not blind copy everyone on the PR. Level- <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> the no. Class- And I got probably a hundred really pissed off emails day two of just like, you need to learn what blind copying means. Cause it then everyone has everyone's contacts. And it was Mm. it was it was a rough like day two to just be like yelled at on the computer for
3: oh yes, that's not cool.
0: Okay. Can you never forget Exactly? Though sometimes you have to deal with that, yeah, bullshit to learn. But so can you take us back to childhood? Because it sounds like you have a family that's super musical and you grew up in this space like how was that experience for you
2: um I mean it was just normal for me my uncle is a songwriter and my aunt is a songwriter and my dad actually plays trombone and played for what? my football team way back in the day when he was in college and so everyone kind of does different music and they were my dad's family was in and out of Nashville but to me it was just like that's just it was just part of it you know I mean I think the one unique thing I will say that I know is different is um, most people are like at a concert when they have that moment that Mm -hmm. they, their whole body just like knows this is what they're going to do forever. And mine was at my uncle's concert. You know, I was sitting at like a, I think it was in Telluride at a, one of the bluegrass festivals and he was Mm -hmm. playing a song that I always loved. um, And I would like, remember just turning around and looking at the crowd instead of him for the first time. Like I was like, starting to connect the like oh and he's doing this for them and I remember just having that overwhelming feeling of like this is it this is what I want to do forever no doubt in my mind
0: and you didn't change since then like you always were sure
2: no (laughs) now I mean come to the right place (laughs) thank you therapy I now know I have all my choices (laughs) to be where I am but for the longest time it felt like it was just happening Mm. just like I wanted to do track and I actually very randomly in high school did like in middle school, like junior Olympic high jump. And so I kind of thought my path was somewhere athletic. Like I was going to go to college for that. And then I stress fractured both of my shins and I couldn't really do a lot. And then, you know, the realities of just all of that and getting my body back to where it needed to be were kind of like music kept being this thing that came back every time Mm. something broke or fell apart, I ended up back doing music. And so colleges rolled around and I was like I was in one of those back to music phases and it just felt like then school happened and then the internship happened and it just kind of kept happening to me in hindsight yes I always knew and I made those choices but it felt very much like they were just the clearest path Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes
1: sense makes total sense it's it's funny too I I feel like I hear this a lot a lot of musicians were past athletes. And I don't think that that's a mistake. I think that both professions, you have to have severe determination. Like you are committed to it, married to it, no matter what. And I mean, I feel like they're they're exactly the same, just in definitely different formats, but it's wild to hear that. I didn't know you had this past and track and, and running the level of commitment to that is now the exact same level of commitment you have to your career now. And I, and I guess that that brings up a question to me. So all those years, things were really just kind of flowing and working for you and they they were wonderful at what point, or have you even hit that point where you're like, shit, like, will this work for me?
2: I think we hit that weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there have been some very big um big moments that I can say like in as a whole but I do feel like weekly there are days you just wake up and you're like why (laughs) why am I doing this but I think for me a couple of those turning spots were um I mean one big one was when they were when I was kind of told like this is your moment to pick what side of the industry to be on and I'm a very logical person and I know the right answer in terms of like stability (laughs) (laughs) is not the one I picked but um that one I think the biggest the I don't know it's just there's different like when I first got to Nashville I remember the first three years trying to get like a gig because Mm -hmm. in New York I played in the subways but in Nashville you can't do that and I just hit this low where I was like I'm just not even doing it anymore I'm like handing out broccoli samples and baking muffins for people for a living and then I started creating like my own solo bus tour and then that kind of took off into more and I call it solo I like booked greyhound stations shows near stations and then I just did the buses overnight instead of hotels (laughs) so that like show and then get on a greyhound bus and sleep and then play a show And, and it worked well but then like that kind of things kind of amped back up and then it I felt like I was trying to get Nashville involved and I was like right at the point I can't remember 2012 Maybe when I was, no, it would have been 20, like 15. And I was just like, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Like I need a sign. I don't know what to do. I really wanted a pub deal or some industry input.
3: Mm-hmm. And it was
2: like, right before I quit, a pub deal popped up.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: it was like, same thing again, when I was like in between deals, I had two full years in between my first and my second deal. And I didn't know what to do. And it was like the moment I was like, you know what, let me just like go study for a real estate license. And I kind of like bought the book, <laughs> started reading it, you know? And then like I had a few offers and then that led into a bunch of stuff. And I think I'm kind of back in that current season of like, all right, something's got to give soon.
0: (laughs) That is so wild to hear how scrappy you were. Like, I feel like that's, and maybe it's just uh, something that's just naturally a part of you, but just the commitment you have and the scrappiness that you had to do it. And then Mm -hmm. at what point did that become exhausting and you were like, oh, geez, is this right for me? Like, what was the, the turning point?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a bunch of little ones, but I do think recently, really recently in the last probably year and a half, I've had that moment where I just go, okay, I'm not going to quit. So maybe that was it in the last yeah. year. Cause I had everything build up right before COVID and everyone did, but I had mm-hmm. everything, all my dreams were coming true. Yeah. March of 2020. Like I was, we were talking to the labels. We were told there was something lining up. We were going to sign one. Like I was in one of my favorite kind of pub deal situations I could have been. And it was a great contract and I had management and booking was excited. And it just felt like the stars. It was finally my turn. Mm-hmm. And then it fell apart and it didn't come back in the last three years. have been like navigating that. And I think in those I'm sort of coming to terms now where for a while I was trying to like wait for the sign to tell me to keep going or give up. And I'm just sort of realizing like there is no sign. And if I wanted to quit, I would have in the last three years. And the fact that I haven't is sort of my like, okay.
3: Let's keep going.
2: Yeah, it's it's not really, I'm like, why do I keep trying to challenge myself and dare myself to stop? The reality is like, if I really wanted to quit, I'm like a go getter. I would have like, if I wanted to right. be a getter, I would have taken that test. If I like loved a substitute taught for a year, like if that was my thing, I would have become a teacher, but I just, I didn't. So that has to say something.
0: It's so interesting. Cause it's like you were, you were scrappy and then you hit a point and then you get this open door and you'd be like, like, okay, this is my path. And then you were scrappy, scrappy, scrappy. And then another open door. You're like, okay, this is my path. And then like you said, I, that's interesting to hear over time, you're sort of like this is my path. Why am I constantly questioning? And that I think a lot of creatives get to that point, and it's a cycle. It's like this yeah. cyclical thing, and it's a cyclical life. And so that's a very validating thing to say. It never really stops. You constantly are in this cycle of work hard, work hard, push, push, push. Hit a roadblock, and then something happens, and you're like, great, this is my path. So it's it. I I often think about this, and I'm I have a corporate job, but I'm was a writing major and always have wanted to be a novelist and a writer. And it's like always on the side and it's, it's hard to keep going and pushing through to do these things, right. And to, to follow your path. So anyways, it's just validating to hear that it, as someone who is also kind of a creative mind, I go into those cycles as well. And I think it's, it's helpful to hear and, and you're still get, finding these little successes and big successes throughout life and throughout your journey. So at what point do you, Like, do you look back and you're sort of now in retrospect, very proud of yourself. And you're like, this is, this feels good to have pursued this thing. Or do you still question it?
2: Um, that's a great question. I, I think that I will always slightly question it, which is what pushes you to do better. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want, but I don't want, I'm trying not to like, let the questions questioning it is maybe not the thing as much as, um, uh, my brain just like went here and then, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I do you, think
0: <laughs> it's not questioning it. Is it, is it like just think of having a thought about it? Like you're, you're, you're analyzing it. it sounds like you're an analytical person with your life like, choices, I'm to,
2: like reevaluating right. this, but I don't know. It's, it's almost like now I'm trying, I'm slowly starting to switch the mindset to like Instead of waiting for others to open doors that mm-hmm. like, I can be the door. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the successes. That's yeah. what you And also though like the little successes. I struggle and I'm trying to do better about acknowledging when something is a success and to go, that was cool. Or like I've started doing lists where I'll go, okay. Like I had to do a bio for somebody recently and I was putting it together. And I was like, let me just start with bullet points of what I've done. And I'm like, oh, this stuff's kind of kind of cool. Like some of this is some people are still striving to be there, and I've done that. So that's like, but the one thing I'm bad at, and the reason I don't gamble is because um, it's like how I save money too. Is like when I have a number, and I say my goal is four thousand, and I save that four thousand, that's now zero. So it's like what I'm just struggle with is like okay my goal is this and when I reach it now that's zero now that's mm. baseline mm. and it's a really terrible way to live because I don't know um because think- it's because you're achieving but you're never like sitting there being like yeah like this is cool people right me
3: mm.
2: last year would be jumping up and mm-hmm. down
3: mm-hmm.
2: I need to like come from that place versus being like this sucks <laughs> <laughs> this isn't where I wanted to be this year oh. And someone's am like, doing this though and I'm like yeah but
1: That was right. And you know what, though? Like Peyton and I do talk about this a lot. I think that whatever that is, though, that's what keeps you going. And if without that inside of you, like that's the fire. And without that, then it's like, okay, so what am I aspiring for or living for? You never just want to get there. Cause if you're there, then where do you go next? So I think sure. there is just always going to be a place in the future. It's good to look back and see what you've done and accomplished and and, and it is hard to recognize and like give yourself credit, but uh, but you should because you have accomplished so much and you are so wonderful. But in those moments it is hard, especially, you know, in probably what you're trying to do in your your career path, you see what everybody else is doing around you.
0: And that's what I was going to say, it's so hard yeah. to compare, right? It's it's such a comparative career path. I mean, most, uh, most career paths are, but I feel like for a creative and in the musical world, you two would know better than me, but I just feel like you're constantly looking outward or, or, or I don't even know if you, if you are, this is an assumption that you're looking outward to see what they're doing or who's charting or who's hitting that or what tours are available, or I don't even know what the words are, but looking outward, which can be hard to probably feel accomplished in those ways. No.
1: How do you deal you with know that, think? Em? I, I'm in a different spot than Emily is, obviously, but I I mean, and I talk about this all the time, it definitely um, affects me and I think on it and mm-hmm. I live on it way too much. And that is something that I'm trying to work on. But as an artist, Em, do you find yourself kind of getting lost in those ethereal spaces of the internet?
2: I try my best to like, Not, I mean, I I feel like the best advice I got when I well, two things I got my first week in town one was like, put your blinders on and never take them off,
3: Mm, like, take a
2: path and put your if if you're a competitive person because you need that, put the blinders on. And the second one was, don't get mad, get better. Mm. If you see somebody and you're, I've been trying to be better about like recognizing when I'm seeing somebody and I'm like, and I'm trying to tell myself, like, am I, you know, being Like competitive in this moment, or am I being jealous? Like, am I feeling like, okay, I want to? Because every time you see someone perform, you're like, put me in, coach. Like, I I want to, let me drop. You know, it's hard to do that, like standing on the sideline. And then there's like, I feel like you need all of it though. Cause there's like a moment where like, I feel like I've spent years waiting my turn a little bit. And I've been on teams where it's like, well, you're the next song we're going to do, but we're going to get yeah. hers out. And you want to support, support, support. But at some point you also have to be like, you put, it's my turn. Like, you, yeah. it, let's do this. And so it's a weird, mm-hmm. I feel like fine line. I, yes, I struggle with it. I try not to be on socials more than 10 minutes at a time. I have like a timer. Smart. And, um, I can't. Cause I know, and I try not there's certain times a day that I'm like, I'm not emotionally capable of being on here and not feeling awful. So I'm just gonna not. And if I don't post enough because of that, that's okay.
0: I love that. And I also think jealousy is such an interesting feeling sure. that people sort of hate on most of the time, but I sort of love it when I feel jealous with a friend or in some capacity, I'm like, what am I lacking? What can I give myself? <laughs> right. Cause it is a really great alert it's almost like an alert in your mind something is lacking in me that mm-hmm. I need and so I think it's like you said not necessarily th- it's good to have boundaries with it but I think it's a healthy thing to to have that feeling and to see where you can pour more into your own life
2: I feel like I don't know have y'all heard of Porter's Call mm-mm, of mm-mm. National? So it's oh like yes a- I have yes therapy place that they support musicians and they're incredible
3: they're
2: you donate to them and love you love can- that And they're, they're awesome. And they support like touring families, the whole family of musicians. And um, when I started going there, they gave me this sheet of paper that was like, how all feelings are good. I I love that. I was very much again, like competitive, numb out, Mm -hmm. like just work hard, work hard, work hard. So I was like learning kind of what the feelings are and how to feel them. And, And one of them was like, jealousy was the thing. And it was like, it had the positive way to have each feeling and the negative. And it was like, all the feelings are either good because they feel good, or they're acknowledging something that you need to recognize. And Mm -hmm. like what you said was spot on when you're jealous, that's maybe something that you feel insecure about or something that you need to go work on because you know, you're not pushing your hardest at.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I was, I was watching this thing and I think we talked about this before, but I'm curious to hear um, both of you about this. So like deriving inspiration in today's world is so hard because of, outer life things that are so out of our control and just personal shit that happens to you. How do you stay in a state of inspiration or how do you spark inspiration when you're not in a state of inspiration? That's a great one. Either of the Emily's (laughs) go ahead.
1: Peyton's are, she, (laughs) she mans the ship on this podcast. I'm just kind of (laughs) like, Oh my God. You guys don't know what,
0: what do you turn to? How do you I mean, I have a like,
2: list of systems depending on what it is mm. um, to like, I don't know. I feel like inspiration is this thing that people think of as like this magic moment that just happens. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. But I think it's a muscle. I don't know. I think you can, you can't force a moment to be magic. I mean, just like you can't, like you can have a tradition, but some Christmases suck.
3: Things, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. But I do think like if you keep showing up for it, yeah and listening for it and learning how to hear it and feel it then it comes and I also just feel like honesty for for me at least it's like I mean I have my little tricks like I love if I'm stuck on a song I'll go look up compound words or idioms or um I'll like go to like Grey's Anatomy if it's sync and like look at the show titles and just like find songs up but I never get my best songs that way that's usually just like if we're stuck in a room I feel like the best stuff happens when you're like on a hike and giving yourself, the. for me, giving myself the time and space to be inspired. Yeah. Like if I've been putting totally. out loud reading, if i have feeling stressed running, like, yeah. I don't know.
1: I think pushing those things is sometimes the worst thing that you can do to gain it. In, in my, you know, personal experience, I think sometimes the harder the, the times where I'm just like, why can't I just feel ready and motivated to create something or follow something through because my follow through is awful. So like I will start so many little things and I have like that engine. I'm so excited for like a week or I mean, let's it could be a day like it could it's <laughs> always different. And then I burn out. And I hate that about myself. And so I actually, I think I just lost the train of thought. I don't know why I was bringing that up,
0: but. to stay in a state of inspiration. It's hard. It's hard to maintain it sometimes, which is, is fair.
1: It is. It is hard. But then there's moments where I think when it's something that you really, really do love and you're passionate about, you find a way to, I don't know, like live through those moments of not being inspired.
0: I also think what you, what you were saying about honesty is such a real thing because people will often judge where they get inspiration from. Oh my gosh. That's a good, yes. Right. Like like sometimes Mm -hmm. I even judge myself. I'll, I'll. I'll be shocked by what inspires me. Like this new teen show I was like, I'm like, that I've been obsessed with the summer. I turned pretty. I love it. I think it's so fun. I watch it each week and I get little inspirations from it. And my husband's like, this is for teenagers. I'm like, I don't care. This is allowing me to feel inspired for different random things that I wouldn't even expect. So I think the honesty piece of it is, is so big to stay inspired. It's not sometimes the natural typical things that inspire people sometimes it can be kind of weird quirky unexpected things
2: yeah I love that because I do I feel like I used to have song ideas that I I'd get from like a weird book yeah so I like, love or it really trashy like The Bachelor or something and I oh, would go yeah. in and instead of saying that in a right I'd be like so I was at this bar and this guy said this <Yeah> the cat's out of the bag
0: everybody now we all know (laughs) I love that though it sounds way more sexy to say you've done something cool like I remember J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter on a napkin in a bar in London and I'm like that's so cool but I think it's it can come from different places so anyways and that's Uh a
1: very big napkin if that's true (laughs) like I mean I had not heard that but also wrote
0: the concept I think (laughs) I don't know maybe I'm making it up no (laughs) no
1: I believe you I believe you
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, okay.
2: I'm curious. Have y'all read The Alchemist ever? Yes. Yes. So this, like, I actually have. Actually, the beginning, I like think about that book, mm-hmm. the creative process, and like doors opening or feeling creative and feeling like uninspired. And I'm like, well, I guess if it doesn't come, then I'm on the wrong path. But that book comes to mind again and again and again because I feel like it just describes that creative process so well.
0: Totally. And in our last episode, we were, we were talking about the art of surrendering control, which I think also can, can help with inspiration and just creativity in general. It's like surrendering to the moment you're in and not trying to control every single second of your day. And that leads me to, I'm so curious what a day in the life is like for you. Cause I think that's such something I'm so interested in hearing from a songwriter and an artist. What is, how do you start your days? And is, does every day look different? What is, yeah. What's a day in the life?
2: depends on the phase fa- season of life <laughs> but um I try to do like a few things no matter what that has kind of stayed consistent for me I mean I have to feed my fat cat at <laughs> <seven>. <laughs> so there is no waking up after seven
3: Aww. seven is the
2: latest before you're getting chewed on um, but for me it's like I like to get up and do at least um one thing for me so that when I got out of bed I got out of bed for me before I do stuff for the world. And I'm trying, sometimes I mess up, but I try not to look at socials. So I'll try to like make a cup of coffee or stretch or work out, or even something as simple as just like sitting in quiet, like while I'm putting makeup on or washing my face and then making my bed isn't every day for me. So I'll like get up and I have that whole routine of just like, whatever my time is, assuming I can get my husband out of bed, I will make the bed. (laughs) Because then if my whole day failed, I did one thing that was mine. And I I succeeded at it and I completed that task. And that's like huge for my mental health for some reason.
0: I couldn't Uh, agree more by the way. That's so huge. People forget those little things and doing, I love that you said doing something for yourself before you do something for others. I think that's huge.
1: Yeah. And just how you said it, doing it for yourself before you do something for the world. Like that just really hit a, hit a spot for me. I really love that.
2: Oh, good. Like the other thing that someone had mentioned a while back was like, once you look at your phone, they Mm -hmm. own.
3: Not. Mm-hmm.
2: so it's like before you go giving that away like yeah own it yeah. yourself like yeah. you're opening yourself up to criticism and critique and all that and like mm-hmm. why start your day that way well, <laughs> totally absolutely but I try and then, to start with that
1: yeah go ahead oh no no I was just saying then you are outside of yourself in your day all of a sudden you enter into this world that's really not yours and you're probably paying attention to the things that are all around you instead of you know, your day, how you want to make it, if you want to go for a run, enjoy the time with your husband, you know, drink out of your china from your grandma, that all gets lost quickly once you enter that social media world.
2: And you don't even have time sometimes to check in if you just jump Mm -hmm. into that with, like, where's your capacity for the day? Like, Mm -hmm. how can you best serve the people you see that day or the tasks you have that day? If you like jump in before you even know, cause then you might not be present representing yourself the way you want to. Like I found myself shorter with people sometimes because I didn't realize I woke up, not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I jumped right in. So totally. even if I have like, a meeting at like 7am for some reason, then I'll get up an hour before to try mm-hmm. to give myself that. Seven. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So you have
0: a solid morning routine and you're a coffee person, not a tea person. Yes.
2: I used to do tea okay. and Nashville messed me up. So now I'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, coffee. And then what happened? We're coffee and, girls. Um, I yeah, mean, I
2: we are. Kind of movement. And I do the whole thing. I usually honestly have some form of a job happening at all times. So if I don't have a 9 a.m. meeting, I am like right nowadays, it's cleaning Airbnb. We have my husband and I have an Airbnb we clean. It used to be I would teach kids in China how to speak English <laughs> on like line. I've done like again, broccoli samples or baking and other stuff. So usually I have some form of a job in the morning. Rights are at 11. Um, And that usually goes till three. And that's very office like you show up and you kinda talk and then the song happens. Or it doesn't (laughs) and you admit it by two and you go, Well not the day. And then for me, I usually go home after that to like that's my time with my husband because I'll try to do a show or around or go see a show or around in the evening. So
1: I think Sorry, go ahead. No, I think then this kind of brings me to a question. So both you and Tom, her husband's name is Tom you're musicians. No, it's okay. I always just, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, You're both musicians. You're both songwriters. He's a touring musician. What is that like Mm. you both being writers? Does it feel like you can ever turn it off or do you throw things back at each other with ideas or what is that dynamic for you guys? I know it's different for everybody.
2: We're learning it a little bit right now. So like when we first met, he was trying to do the artist thing. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like he came to town. He went to school for drumming. He was a drummer, but he came to town wanting to be like his own thing. And he has like a James Taylory songwriter kind of vibe. And Nashville just wasn't having it. He could not get a meeting. He could not get anyone to care. Not one person that like hopped on his team. And so we toured together for a bit and we realized for our relationship, that was a terrible choice. Mm. Talk about being compared and being compared to the one person you would normally complain about being compared to. Like we'd mm-hmm. show, up show and one of our names would be on the banner and the other wouldn't. And that's a tough thing. Like you'd sell more CDs or they would. And it's just, it was just a weird thing. So then he started drumming and did that forever. And so he just after COVID signed his first publishing deal and really dove into the world of like writing every day, which is something I've done the whole time in town. So at first there was a weird dynamic of like, I saw him doing things that I was like, like getting excited when I knew that was going to be a letdown, like a hold that wasn't going to come through and trying to be like, well, pump the brakes. Like it's, I don't want you to get hurt here, but like, there's a good chance this is going to suck later. Like this is not going to happen or something. And, but I've like learned to like, let him have his process. I can't stop that. And he's kind of learned when to be like, okay, Hey, so like, this is happening what do you think but in terms of the writing part we're sort of learning our balance of like asking the other person before just playing a song because oh. for years when he wanted to be writing and wasn't it was hard if I came home and was like listen to this song I wrote listen to the song I wrote and I didn't understand that and now that he's in a season where he's really busy and I'm sort of building I'm on the other end of that and he'll come home and be like I wrote with so and so and it was so cool and listen to the song we wrote and it's like I want my write canceled today yeah
3: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of get, mm-hmm.
2: for us it's like it's great because we always like sometimes at midnight we'll have an idea and we'll flush it out and it's like exciting in that like early stage writing feeling which I love and then sometimes it's hard to be like I'm so excited for you right now but I can't listen to that song can you play it in an hour I'm just not going to respond really well even if it's great because I'm really sad about my day
0: <laughs> And right
2: so we're, we're learning that
0: I feel like communication is so key to all of this. Right. And, but, but also one of my best friends is um, they're both pursuing MD PhD, her and her partner, and it's similar, different career path, but it's similar where she'll have an idea of how to approach the research at the lab. And she'll be like, this really worked for me. And this is how you need to do it. And that's going to stress you out and watch out for this or that. And it's I love what you said, like accepting you both show up differently, you're both going to get different experiences from things, you're going to find different things challenging. And so it's being able to vocalize those things. But I can only imagine how hard that would be, especially if you're inspired and you want to come share it with your person, you know, but then you're, you have to recognize that they're in the same spot. And that could actually be a triggering hard thing for them if you come home all excited, and they're not in that same state
2: and it's we never want to stop either one from being excited. Right. Also like learning what, um, whenever you have your writer's brain on or any creative brain, I think with what you're doing and someone says, listen to this,
3: Mm -hmm. um, especially
2: if it's someone really safe, you want to be like, oh, I love that. What if you,
3: Mm -hmm. and it's
2: not always the way to go. So we were kind of learning how to also just be like, that's great. What do you think about it? And then, like, if they say, like, oh, I was thinking this and that, would you like my thoughts on it before we just jump in? Because then, if you immediately say, like, What if you? Then they're like, Well, I thought this was like the best thing I'd ever done, and now you're tearing apart. You know, you don't. Mean it, you <laughs> right. I'm just excited. That reminds me of Peyton
1: brought this up, and right when like we started the podcast, she and Luke do this thing where if somebody's having a hard day or they're talking about something, you ask, Do you want me to listen, or do you want advice is that right pay like it's something
0: support support and advice yeah support it's, or it's, advice right because in
1: those <laughs> moments sometimes you just want somebody to listen to you and not kind of like chirp in or chime in on their ideas on it. So sometimes you know when those these moments come up and one's either really excited about something mm-hmm. or just had a really down bad day or bad experience it's good to know when you're getting into that conversation do you want me to just listen to you and support it? Or would you like to know my advice? And I think setting that up from the beginning, I've learned a lot from that.
0: It's helpful for sure. Yes. Even with friendships and system, yeah. even with my mom, I'll, I'll share some <laughs> exciting news with my mom. She'll jump in with opinions. I'm like, I'm not looking for advice. I'm <laughs> looking to share and to cheerlead. So that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I oh, I had a fun question for you because I want I want to do sort of rapid fire I thought this could be fun with you um to hear like favorites of everything so what is your favorite who's your favorite artist if you could pick one
2: Randy Carlisle
0: oh, I love her mm-hmm. Top oh, that's, that's t- amazing okay what's what about song
2: um oh I don't know I love I mean I loved the story just because that was the song that I first heard her do but, um, Josephine is always probably one
0: of my favorites. Mm, have you heard the joke? Is that, I think that's what it's called. Yes, I, used I to love that.
2: that. I know. I love, it's hard to pick a song because I feel like songs are like seasons to me.
0: It is. Yeah. It's hard. Um, do you throw in questions too? I'm just throwing I'm, them I'm out. I'm
2: kind of just like,
1: um, enjoying this. I'm okay. Okay. Continuous. Well, so what about
0: something fun? Cause you're a baker, right? So food.
2: Like what's my favorite baked food? Cuisine
0: or what's cuisine? Favorite cuisine.
2: Ooh, um, probably Italian because my family's mm. Italian and I can make like a bunch of different pastas. So Ooh. Do you make your pasta from scratch? We do mostly. Ah, I get yeah. sometimes growing up. My mom made fun of us because I guess we called her from my aunt's house one day and I was like, Mom, you will not believe this. They have pasta in boxes. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> like,
0: That's awesome. And they get
2: noodly when you put them in water. <laughs> she was just like.
0: Oh you know? my god! That's,
2: That's cool. Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, then, okay. do you make your own sauce? Yes. I mean, this is the funniest part. Is I love homemade sauce. I have my mom's recipe. We always make it. Tom loves jarred, gross pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just know it too much. I'm like Tom. It tastes like a jar. <laughs> is there oh. glass in here?
0: <laughs> okay. What about favorite baked good?
2: Ooh, um, pies.
0: Ooh. Okay. What pie specific? Anything?
2: Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little nostalgic for apple, but I I love peach, peach cobblers and pies.
0: Oh, a cobbler. Sign me up anytime. So good. Okay. Favorite time of day.
2: Ooh, morning, early morning. Mm,
0: Early morning. Okay. Love that. Are you, what's your favorite season? Fall oh we're all right girls. we're all here now yes
1: <laughs> we've come back full circle <laughs> i
2: mean i'm already pretty much like anytime yeah. I get to go back to school i'm like fall
1: <laughs> i wore a corduroy jacket yesterday it was still 80 but i was like there's a christmas in the air and i'm going for it that's, that's the best
2: i know How tom I just moved and my husband was like we cannot be the first to decorate for fall you have to wait until <laughs> you see one more pumpkin on the street <laughs> no no em I was like, "Tell them oh, I have to place a pumpkin on someone's porch to be able." Yes. To <laughs> <laughs> Let's do oh, it. Oh
0: my god! Okay, favorite city.
2: Um. Ooh. Um. I don't know. I'm. I don't. I would want to live there forever. But I, New York is a special place in my heart. There's an energy there
3: mm-hmm.
2: that I've never felt anywhere else, especially in the fall.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet that's magic.
0: It's
2: like big things are happening. <laughs>
0: For sure, I agree. As I, I work on a New York team, and they're they're all kind of angry all the time. But I do, (laughs) I do love when I get there, and it's just like the energy is around, and everyone's creative and hustle and the bustle. I love it too. So um, I love like the
2: stillness there when you're still and everything's fast. Stillness feels so different there.
0: I completely agree. And you feel so anonymous, which is such a like amazing feeling. I mean, you might not, people might know you, but I'm like, I feel so anonymous and it's just the greatest feeling. Like you can be whoever you want to be in those big crowds, you know? Um, what about favorite movie? Ooh,
2: I don't know. Again, unseasonal with movies. Probably. I used to always say a beautiful mind. I absolutely love that book and movie, but I just saw Oppenheimer yesterday. And I got to say that was, I will see that again.
0: Oh, wow. So good. I haven't seen it yet.
2: It was incredible. And I'm not like a movie. I don't normally watch things twice. Okay. But mm. I will see that multiple times. Just all the actors. the se- It's going to win Grammys. There's no way. They're it- not Grammy. Oscar. Uh- okay. <laughs> they
1: it could. You never know. It could have a beautiful yeah, yeah. score or whatever, yeah. you
2: know. I score. It so <laughs> it'll win Best Sound, though, I think, for the Oscar.
1: Oh, that's ex- that excites me then because I haven't seen that one yet. We saw Barbie a couple days ago. And it was so good. So, so, so good. good. But everybody so good. that I've talked to that has seen both has, has said nothing but the most wonderful things. That's yeah.
2: it's Crazy that we, I felt like the movie theaters were a little irrelevant. And then all of a sudden two movies came out and I have not gone to the theaters since no. 2018.
0: No, and Wow. Way. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I, I mean, I'm a movie person, so I. But I love that as a collective society, we're all like, let's go to the movies again. Let's go see these in theaters. Let's get dressed up for Barbie. Let's wear pink. I just love that energy. So that's fun. Okay, what about favorite TV show?
2: Uh, oh, I have no idea. Um, I, I mean, I would rewatch. Uh, New Girl. That's a uh, cage. Oh staple yep but i love the like complicated dark tv shows too me
0: too (laughs) oh me too what
2: was the one um recently i mean i saw yellow jackets finally i wouldn't put that in my top but that was good
0: (laughs) it was very good acting and i love christina ricci who was the original wednesday adams so i love her um yeah um uh okay two more favorite place to write
2: ooh my favorite place to write is in an office. I know that sounds weird. Oh, really? I love the routine of it feeling like a job. I, I love like the energy, I don't know, of going into an office and the people you're turning it into are right there and like getting excited about something enough that when you walk out to the kitchen, you're like, guys, you got to hear what we just did.
0: Oh, I love yeah. that. You're sort of practical and business savvy too. It feels like you're, you're creative kind of free spirited it feels, but you're very grounded and practical, which I love. That's a good balance. I
1: exactly. I, when you said at the, at the beginning, you weren't sure which route to take because you are practical and you're realistic and you knew mm-hmm. this one would be hard, a harder life. And this one would be pretty sure. And I think honestly, Em, that's probably one of your, you know, magic tricks of why you're able to keep down this creative path because you are logic and you're able to figure out what you need to do to keep making it work.
2: The hard part, though, is figuring out who you are when you're practical. You're like, well, I should
1: be. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. I I think that's also. Is that a oh, whole kitten? <laughs>
0: oh. Um. Okay. My final. My final one. But but. Um. If you have another one. No. No. That's, okay. that's okay. That's okay. What is your superpower?
2: Ooh. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my superpower is, I don't know, Betty. Um, I think it is the logic. I think I, uh, it's a, it's a fault too, but I think being able to emotionally detach and just look at something from a logical standpoint and then like be able to pull in all the other stuff,
0: I get that. I think that's such a special quality, especially being an artist. And I I feel like through UM, I've learned certain artists can be a bit erratic or a bit chaotic. And like to bring it back to practicality must be such a great skill to bring to your industry. So,
3: yeah, ah, those surprising. are my
0: questions. <laughs> those were
1: really good ones, Peyton.
3: Yeah, y'all, you're good at questions. Those are difficult. Questions.
1: Well, <laughs> She is a writer and you will one day she writes screenplays and everything. So Peyton's very good with words, bringing out the emotions, the intellect side of everybody and, um, you just always really deliver that part of this uh, deal well, Pay. <laughs> That's
0: nice. I'm an email girly. I love finding out about people and asking a bunch of questions. My favorite game, my favorite drinking game is Truth or Truth, which is not really a drinking game because everyone always just at- answers anyways, but I'll <laughs> ask deep questions. And if they don't feel comfortable, they can drink, but.
2: No, <laughs> oh, I think that rocks. In high Absolutely. school, I had the weirdest game like that called Bite the Onion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like. I grew up where like everybody was pretty religious or Mormon, so like none of us parties and drank. So we would just all bring an onion and you kind oh the circle, and we got all got mono from it, which is terrible. So, oh, like, you know, you truth or bite the onion. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what was everybody biting the same onion? <hard> like what are y'all doing and i was like we bit the onion i don't know like there's nothing weird oh, Listen, my we're bringing
1: God. back we're bringing back bite the onion everybody you heard it here first But
2: you don't want you don't realize how much you don't want to eat like a raw onion unless you mm. love onion, You'll Especially tell
0: them, a, a community shared <laughs> onion yeah you're like, this is no. the communal onion <laughs> <laughs> now it's just like
2: you have this little round white
0: oh (laughs) Oh my god that's amazing um
2: you know what i think
1: a good i had this question for you em and i think it's a good way to kind of wrap this all up i i'm wondering if you see yourself in your life in a year or two and it's how you hope it will be and you're drawing a picture of it what do you see in that picture
2: oh that's great hmm that's great because I've been sort of trying to have less of a firm look on what my futures are, so that, because I don't know, I'm learning yeah. that my like perception of like, what should be a take two years is not correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think, honestly, I think it would be that, you know, I'm still married, my husband and I are happy <laughs> and healthy um the people in our lives are still happy and healthy um i mean i have goals that i would like to reach but i think the ultimate goal is to still be doing it to still be playing music and happy in it and if i'm not that i have recognized that and then i'm doing something else I if love i'm doing that. like rock strokes, i think that would be it but okay. i mean obviously i'd love to be, you know number 1 and all the number ones and
0: <laughs> on the big
2: stages but i think the ultimate goal is to still be doing it and still to be happy doing it well,
1: I love that. And I think that speaks to your heart because it's not its not something you're seeing. Your picture are words of how you hope for yourself and your family and your future to be currently and keep going. Like you want happiness, healthiness, and music to stay around and all the other stuff will find its way. And it's kind of like the icing on the cake, but your cake is happy, healthy music. And I think that that's pretty special.
0: I agree. And I will say the biggest takeaway I've learned from your, com- from our conversation was just to be intentional with life. And I think you show up in a very intentional way. And I love how you said, even if it's not music one day, it's just to show up intentionally and to know you're doing something, you know, that's right with you. So thank you for giving us that. That was a great lesson.
1: Yes. Thank you, M. We're so happy that you came on. We will, um, promote you across our socials and for anybody listening this is emily earl um can you kind of give us a rundown of where they can find you online
2: yep um all my socials are just emily earl music uh tiktok instagram x is that it x x, x. firmly on his twitter yes <laughs>
1: staying current
0: the reds she's on all the things she I knows she knows
2: it's spotify <laughs> apple everything um, yes, Spotify, Apple, all the streaming things. What's that other one? I can't remember the new one. It's really great. It's got like the best sonic sound. Oh, oh I
1: don't know. I don't know.
2: It's the in- one that we have. It's the only one we pay for. Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Oh That's God. okay.
2: We'll figure it out. Master quality sound. So oh, oh, interesting.
1: Well, okay. So then one more thing. Is there anything that you we should all kind of be looking out for for you in the future? Anything exciting coming up?
2: Yes. I have a song, assuming all contracts get signed, coming out in October. So top of
1: fall girl. <laughs> yeah. Fall girl. We'll go get a pumpkin and have some coffee to celebrate.
0: Perfect. I love it. Yes.
1: Amazing. Aww. Well, thank
0: you so much for coming and thank you everyone for listening. This is PS. We have no plan and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. <gasps> I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains sang- the